Welcome to the Megapod. At least that's what we are calling it. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm a co-host of the Potluck Podcast, which airs on this feed on Tuesdays, and not another Baptist podcast, which airs here on Fridays. But over the past few weeks, we've had several episodes with a few different folks highlighting what is going to happen at the SBC annual meeting. I'm bringing together a few snippets from each of those today so that you can be prepared for next week in Nashville. You're going to hear from Amy Whitfield about what to expect in the room during the SBC annual meeting. Then you'll hear from Jonathan Howe about what to expect outside of the room, like in the exhibit hall and so forth. Then you're going to hear from me about my vision for the SBC Pastors Conference, as well as Ed Litton and Al Mohler and their vision if they are to be elected as SBC president. We hope you enjoyed this, but most of all, we hope to see you in Nashville. Have a great day and enjoy. What are some of those moments where it's absolutely critical? I, I know you want to get out there and catch up with people that you haven't seen from seminary and things like that. But with voting, with motions, resolutions, elections, when do we really need to be in the room so our voice can be heard? Right. Okay. So I'm going to give you my first answer and then I'll break it down a little bit. My first answer is always you need to be in the room in the you need to be in the room the entire time. You should go in, sit down, camp out not get up. Um, but most people don't like that answer from me. So I have to get a little bit of a like, okay, but if you don't then do this, um, you know, most people like to look and see when they can be in there for the entity reports. And you have to kind of mark those with a highlighter, you know, uh, Guidestone is going to be Tuesday morning. And then that'll go all the way to Wednesday afternoon. They'll be kind of, uh, posted, you know, here and there throughout the, the two days. And at the ends of those reports, it is a, a bylaw requirement that the last uh, little bit is open to discussion on the floor. So that is a really important moment that anybody who is able to get to a microphone before time runs out, um, it's first come first serve, that they uh, have access to ask questions of our leaders. And so that's just an important right and responsibility. Um, so a lot of people like to be in there for that. There are two times when motions are introduced uh, that can always, as you mentioned, uh, hearing the one from Wiley Drake, that can always be a really interesting time. It's good for people to remember motions are not debated during that time. They're only introduced. So it's later in a committee on order of business report where that's all dispensed with. And then if there's going to be debate scheduled, it is. Um, Executive Committee Report Part 1, which is Tuesday morning, a lot of things will come up, things that the EC has worked on this time over the past two years. Those things will come up for a vote, so that's very important. Um, obviously, Tuesday afternoon is when we have elections. And essentially, if you look at the schedule, the elections are spaced all throughout the afternoon. If there is a runoff, it will be voted on immediately. The results will come, the runoff will be declared and it will be take your ballots out. So don't think then it would be scheduled for later. So you don't wanna vote and then walk out and go to the booth thinking that you're done. Uh, the Committee on Resolutions report is also Tuesday afternoon. So I tell most people that, uh, particularly this year, you, Tuesday after lunch, just come in, sit down, don't leave until it's time to go to dinner, until it's the end. Uh, and then Wednesday, um, 
Wednesday is a lot more, um, a lot of entity reports. The convention sermon is on Wednesday. Uh, the committee on committees and committee on nominations reports are Wednesday morning. Those are really important. That's when you're affirming either uh, board members or the committee on nominations for the next year. Those are very important. And then if debate gets scheduled for anything, that would be at a time on Wednesday, and you would learn that Tuesday evening. Um, uh, the convention address, the president's address, a lot of people like to hear that as well, so I think that's important. Um, also, a, a thing that people always need to remember, and this year it is during the SEND conference on Monday afternoon at 4.30 is when the IMB commissioning service is. That is usually a must-see moment for people who are at the SBC annual meeting, and uh, so I, I encourage everyone to put that on their calendars and be in the room for that. That's always a great reminder of why we are doing what we're doing. Well, of course, we will go there for Nashville hot chicken, but we will also go there to vote on a number of people. There are 1,086 uh, nominees for president of the SBC, <laughs> and uh, we'll just mention four of those with Randy Almost, Adams, almost as Ed many Litton. for president of the Pastors Conference. This is true. Al Mohler and Mike Stone. And uh, so, obviously, we talked on the potluck about when to be in the room. Of course, the official answer was always. All the time. Uh, but uh, she also talked about kind of the when there would be some motions, resolutions, and that kind of deal as well. And mm -hmm. uh, so there's a number of that. But outside of the meeting, there's an exhibit hall. There are different, well, exhibits in there from the various uh, seminaries, the various entities, all of that. Jonathan Howe, what else is there to do beyond voting for Matt Hensley as SBC president, uh, pastor's conference president, not the other? No, thank you. What else should we be planning to do while we are at the Music City Center? Well, if you haven't already gotten your reservations for a lot of the ancillary things, you may be too late. That That's the, the big thing, you know, with so many people coming and things getting moved around kind of last minute, as a lot of those things have been filled up. I mean, you know, sold out months in advance, uh, or you know, at least weeks in advance. Uh, the women's event, for example, the women's track for the SEND conference, 2,000 people sold out um the the sin conference lunch i think it's uh kyle you have to help me out here maybe eight thousand or whatever and it's i think sold out i believe so I, I mean everything has been sold out even these massive massive events uh the imb dinner sold out the uh lifeway breakfast is i think close to selling out so unless it's like a really kind of niche uh you know group or something like that it, it may not already be kind of over with and, and sold out. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of those going on and there's something for everybody. I know I talked to, I think good friend of your podcast here, Kenneth priest this morning. Um, he talked to me about a, a thing they're doing on revitalization in the area. It's not at the music city center. So I think over in first Baptist Donaldson, maybe, um, just across uh, town. And I mean, there's a big thing for that. There's, there's stuff going on for, uh, I, I talked to a guy yesterday who's got a big stewardship lunch going on at first Baptist Nashville on Tuesday. Uh, the B-21 event is sold out. The Midwestern stuff, I think, is sold out already, too. So, uh, you know, I, I think the things that do have some space left, if you want to go to an outside event or a luncheon or something like that, some of the seminary luncheons are not sold out yet. So check into those. Um, I know, you know, Matt, you'll probably be at the Southwestern one. Um, I've been invited to a couple. I just got to look at my schedule and see if I'll be able to make it to a couple. Um, there's a couple that I really want to go to. They got Andrew Peterson at the Midwestern one, Kyle. So you might 
you might have to. I'll have to check that out. Go to that one. If, if <laughs> I was like, not, if it's not oh, sold really? out, I'm, I'll, I will be there. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, I'll be a Midwestern fan for the day, right? You know, <laughs> uh, well, we're Midwestern fans every day, right? But um, you'll be an alum for a day, alum and friend or whatever. Because <laughs> um, yep. I, I know how you are there, and I'm right there with you too. That's one I'm. I'm like, man, I wish I could figure out a way to go over there. Um, so, you know, got a lot going on and there, there's so many different things. We've got them all listed over at the annual meeting site, the sbcannualmeeting.net. You'll see all the events. Uh, it's got all the information on those. You'll just have to kind of find the event that you're looking for uh, online and, and try to, you know, see if there's any room left for it. Because a lot of them, like I said, they're just sold out because there's so many people coming. And, you know, whenever you've got 13, 14,000 people coming and you have an event for 500, you know, even in a large room space, you you only got 500 seats. So, you know, unfortunately it, it gets taken. So, um, so do have fun, but yeah, I mean the, the exhibit hall Guidestones got their wellness booth again this year. So that'll be a big thing. You can actually, the, one of the neat things I love about the app this year, you can book a wellness appointment for Guidestone and, and get your blood work done and everything like that. They do free, um, cholesterol, glucose screenings, blood work things. So you can do that. I actually signed up for a time on Monday morning, early on, just to get it done and get it over with because I've got a full, you know, full slate and I don't know if I'll be able to get in there any other time. So I know I've got Monday morning. I can kind of swing over there like eight to 15 and get it knocked out. And um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Guidestone's always got a great booth. Lifeway's got their big store. They'll have some $5 deals. So uh, bring you an extra bag or whatever to carry that back home with you, or just wait until you get that NAM swag at the, uh, the lunch on Monday and use that bag or whatever to, to carry your stuff home with. Yeah, you, you mentioned the uh, the event at uh, FBC Donaldson. That's Rev Talk, uh, hosted by Southwestern Seminary. Uh, and as far as I know, uh, the replant team's involved in that. And as far as I know, we still have some spots available for that. That's on Sunday the thirteenth from two to five. And the cost for that's five bucks. So if you get into uh, hmm. if you come early and you're, you're looking for something to do, yeah. come out there. The speakers for that are Matt Queen uh, from Southwestern, Scott McConnell from Lifeway Research, Ken Hemphill. Uh, and then Bob Bickford, uh, and Kenneth Priest are leading a session together as well. Bob from the replant team and, and Kenneth Priest, who's leading the Southwestern Center for Church Revitalization. So, uh, that's two o'clock on Sunday. That'll be a really good, really good event. Every time we go, uh, to the pastor's conference, uh, there's someone who has taken on the responsibility of being the president and they have a theme and a vision and it looks different every year. And you have a very specific vision about what it would look like, really a singular focus that is what I'm really excited about. And I wanted you to have an opportunity to share that vision so people could know what they would be voting for and what they would be enabling you to do. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, one, one neat aspect to have having been at least announced to be nominated uh, last year is that some of the homework was kind of already done. And the same burden that led to that vision and that plan hasn't changed for, for me. And that is the fact that the SBC is one, awesome. It's a great vehicle for the Great Commission uh, with the, you know, the, the cooperative program and so forth. But we also have a number of fantastic, phenomenal pastors and uh, in giant, large churches and in tiny quote unquote, at least in worldly standards, insignificant churches. Uh, we've got great church plants in small rural towns and also in big urban cities. We've got people doing revitalization work 
in large churches, people doing revitalization work in a tiny church that's almost going to close their their doors. And that's what the SBC is ultimately made of. You know, we we joke about the headquarters of the SBC really being the local church. And these pastors that are in towns that aren't barely even on a map love Jesus, are preaching Jesus faithfully and reaching people for Jesus uh, daily, you know, in their churches. And so for for me, when I think about that, and I realized that over the past many years with the the pastors conference, where we tend to hear kind of the conference circuit guys and they're faithful expositors. I love them. And, and I enjoy that preaching too. But I also know that that only represents a small portion of our SBC. And so for, for me, I would love to see a conference, whether it's me or somebody else putting it on, somebody to put on one that is platforming guys from a small, tiny, quote, unquote, insignificant church in the middle of nowhere all the way up to, you know, the middle of Orlando or Anaheim or Nashville, you know, all the different sizes, all the different contexts, city, small church, rural church, bivo guy, or even, you know, we've got tri-vocational guys that are working, uh, you know, two jobs just to make ends meet. And then Saturday night, trying to come up with a sermon for the next day and are faithful to do it. And so we've got people from all across that vast kind of wide swath of people from Trivo all the way to full-time guy that has 20 staff members under him uh, and everything in between. And that's awesome. And to be able to hear from them and have a conference that's representing each of them where the random guy that you can just kind of point out in the crowd, this guy is represented on the stage. That guy is represented on the stage. That guy in the far back that barely got in here and maybe had to raise funds to get here or sell something to get here he is represented this guy up in the front that's got all of his staff around him he is represented that everybody in that room can look at the platform and say hey i i feel that i i know that and as as i think you and i have talked about 2020 was really rough (laughs) and we're now in like march like 369 at this point or whatever it is from last year (laughs) carried on into this next year. And so we've got people that are in giant churches and tiny churches that are worn down. They're weary from every decision, especially in this moment, uh, having an immediate pushback. You know, there's some that, you know, the mask or anything else, it's just everything is a no-win situation right now for a lot of guys, if not almost all of our pastors. And just for a couple of hours uh, or really a day and a half or whatever, where they can sit and just be edified and preached to and loved and cared for and realize that they matter because they see up on the stage, that's somebody that's just like me, that's somebody that's struggling just like me, or that's somebody that's in a church just like mine. And uh, to me, that that's what I do kind of on a regular basis and in, in terms of encouraging pastors from large churches to small churches. I, I just realize we're all on the same team. Uh, it's not even different uniforms. We're, we're truly on the exact same team with the exact same goal in different contexts. And so we can learn from the different struggles that we have. And so when the people out on the, the, the floor can see on the platform that I'm represented, these guys love me and they're here to preach Christ to me and encourage me. I feel like they're going to, at that point, you can go into the annual meeting already on cloud nine and it only gets to continue from there. And they can go back to their churches edified and encouraged and, and I believe heard, uh, you know, a lot of times people say they didn't get their 
you know, whatever their statement was in the actual annual meeting that they didn't get a chance to get to the mic. This is one where because they are represented, they can feel heard from the stage. And I think that matters. Yeah, would you like to share with them what your your vision and goal for the Southern Baptist Convention would be if you're elected president in Nashville? Well, that's, thank you. Yes. First of all, it's unity. Unity is critical uh, in the Southern Baptist Convention. So what is it that unifies us? It's not sameness, as we just described. It's the Great Commission. Uh, a concern that I have is that somehow we have dropped the influence of the Great Commandment on the Great Commission. And the way I express it is the gospel is the heart of our unity, but the love of Jesus is the heart of the gospel. And, and so that, that really does teach us how we are to react and respond to one another in this process. And the things, not just what we disagree about, but how we disagree. Jesus said, by this, they will know you're my disciples, that you love one another. So it's reminding ourselves what our unity really is. It's not that we all look alike, think alike. Um, or dare I say, vote alike. It's, it's because we have the same Savior who, out of his great mercy and grace, saved us and called us to be his ambassadors in this world. And so we agree to do that together because we really believe that we can do better together than separate. And, and I honestly, and I, I think the, the International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, need, need to be at the center of that unity. They because those are the mechanisms we agree are powerfully or can be powerfully effective to take the gospel to the nations and to this nation. I'm proud of things like uh, disaster relief because that's really engaging people at a point of suffering, the point of pain and sorrow that, that just gives us such an open door. And what, a, what an amazing ministry that is. So unity, I think it would be primarily uh, I think the other one, other ones would be along the line of more diversity in our leadership. Uh, I, I will continue to appoint and seek to appoint people that from, have different backgrounds um, and to, to help make sure that we, we, we continue on a path of including becoming more diverse. What's interesting to me, in the last 30 years, a study was done, and we have a, we have done better at church planting and reaching people through African-American churches, Asian-American churches, and Hispanic churches. Those have grown, uh, they have multiplied dramatically while Anglo churches have declined. And, and so we want all of our churches to prosper. We want all of our churches to flourish. Uh, but what we're seeing is that God is bringing the nations to us. How do we reach them if we're all, we all look alike, think alike, watch the same news programs, and vote alike. So that, that unity, again, is not sameness, but that diversity is important. I think it's very important that, uh, that we, we, we learn to be a family, that we learn to, to disagree, uh, understanding that relationship is more important than our opinions. And we can get very passionate about our opinions and, and passionate about our convictions theologically. Um, but we have to make sure we continue to always look to the gospel uh, because the world watches us and they watch us very closely. What is your vision and hope as SBC president? Obviously you can't fix everything, but people look to you as leadership as the president. So what's your vision and hope for us? 
Well, I guess one first uh, one first message to Southern Baptists is uh, is this: uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the Southern Baptist Convention. I trust the average uh, group of Southern Baptists in a room to come up with the right thing and do the right thing over time. Uh, Southern Baptists are not a people with an elegant culture. Uh, we're not Episcopalians. We, we do not have bishops. We don't have people to handle things elegantly. Uh, we actually believe because of our theology based in the New Testament that we get people in a room and uh, Baptists uh, are going to work through these things together. And, and, and that means that sometimes it's a show. That means that uh, other times it's boring. You know, the, the vast majority of the of, of time when Southern Baptists meet, it's doing kind of things Southern Baptists do just to make sure that the, the Great Commission gets served. And uh, it comes down to sitting in committee meetings and, you know, as uh, you said, Alan, at a board meeting, you know, th th that this is what Baptist faithfulness looks like. But sometimes there are big issues to discuss. So I, I'm just going to tell you guys, I think the biggest problem in the SBC right now is that... Uh, a conversation that should be taking place among Baptists in person, face-to-face, -face, uh, with the full measure of conviction and the full measure of respect, has moved largely online and uh, in other contexts where nothing healthy is going to take place. And, and Southern Baptists deserve a lot of blame for this, in the sense that we have allowed ourselves to be in a situation where we have done just about everything possible to eliminate the healthy ways to talk about things, and that just leaves the unhealthy ways. So I want to create, once again, the healthy ways uh, for Southern Baptists to discuss these things. I really do trust Southern Baptists to do the right thing, uh, to uphold biblical truth, and up and uh, also to respect one another. Uh, so it, I, would, I would use the convening power of the SBC president to get people in a room, and even if, insofar as it's possible, to change the way the annual meeting's done to where there's more opportunity for Southern Baptists actually to talk about the things that are important to us rather than everybody coming and then leaving frustrated. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this Megapod. As you know, decisions are made by those who show up. And we hope that you will show up in Nashville. And if you see Kyle Beerman, my co-host with Not Another Baptist Podcast, or Jared Cornut and Jay Allen Murray, my co-host with the Potluck Podcast. We would love to meet you and connect with you and encourage you, but we so, so, so very much want to see you in Nashville. Of course, the vote for the SBC Pastors Conference will be on Monday at 1.30, and there's a whole host of things we'll be voting on during the annual meeting. But remember, decisions are made by those who show up, so you gotta be there. So, we'll see you there. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. Or as Jared Cornett likes to say, stay Baptist, my friends.